This is Black Without the Magic, where we're trying to keep it real. I'm Joy Pazant. I'm Eliza Maddox. I'm Tosin Badawa. And I'm Jamari Green. And today's topic is stereotypes within the Black community. So before we can start, we can talk about the history of stereotypes within the Black community. Most of the stereotypes started after slavery was, was ended. And the first stereotype that you always hear is that Black people are always lazy. But you know, how could we become lazy if we were working in a field for 400 years and we did nothing but work all the time. So as soon as we became free, now you wanted to call us lazy? I find that very, very interesting. And then the other thing about black people being criminals and thugs, you know, that came from the dead peanut system where people were put into jail just because they did everything that seemed unfit in the white community from everything to loitering, just to being near a white person, they consider that a crime. And then they put them into jail where they had to work day in and day out just to just to mine coal, to work at a different field every single day. That's where you got the idea of thugs. And that wasn't really because we did something wrong. You found something just to put us back into slavery. So why don't we define the idea of stereotypes before we get into this? A stereotype is a widely held but fixed and oversimplification image or idea of a particular type of person or thing. And something interesting about stereotypes is right after slavery, the main stereotype specifically about black men was the Uncle Tom caricature, which was the caricature that portrayed black men as submissive and faithful, happy servants. And then that turned into being lazy criminals and thugs and rapists of white women. So somewhere something went wrong between then and Eliza's got a spiel about. Oh, I do. I have a spiel. I do have a spiel. Um, That whole thing of being a thug and like how it came from being the Uncle Tom to like transforming into a thug. Right as soon as um, slavery abolished and before it even was abolished, the Uncle Tom like character that was used for the entertainment of white people. That was their form of entertainment. That was their way to poke fun at someone who was their servant. They they didn't even see you really as a human. It was just a character, a thing that could be poked fun of. But didn't eventually, they it, yeah. Didn't they portray it as like the day in the life of a Negro servant? Yeah, like. But then eventually they began to realize after slaves were freed, they needed a way to keep them in with labor. There was no way for the economy to keep flourishing. There was no way for the economy to continue if we no longer had people doing the laborious jobs that no one wants to do. Nobody wants to sit out in a field all day long picking cotton. Um, I don't know how you get sugar cane millet. I, I don't know. But all those types of hard work jobs, nobody wants to be out there. And especially someone who thinks them better than someone else, they're not going to be want to be out there in the sweltering heat of Alabama um, trying to get cotton. So of course they needed to put black people back into some form of slavery so they could get the economy rolling again. So that was the, the whole criminalization of a black person. That's where it came from. They needed a reason, a, some sort of reason, even if it wasn't truly just, a reason that they could put them back to work back to what they needed them to do, not back to, not what they wanted, not what the black person wanted, not them trying to finally get a place in society, finally getting the right to vote, finally being seen as a human being and not, how many? 
What was the percent of a, or a fraction of a person that they saw them as? Three-fifths. Three-fifths of a person that they saw them as. They wanted to, the black man and woman, they were finally getting to be an actual being in society. And that, of course, was scary to anyone who was always a high-standing citizen, to all the white people who had slaves. They, were, they needed a way to keep their income going. So that was where the criminalization came from. After they'd finally realized that, hey, maybe, maybe just joking about them isn't enough, let's actually put them back to work. Let's get them back to the exact same place where they started. But they started to joke with them a lot more because let's talk because of the Jim Crow laws. Yeah. That's how it started off with a minstrel show with yeah. somebody yeah. Black, doing, doing um, blackface. Yeah, yeah, Jim Crow was a blackface character, yeah. And that was still something well into like maybe the sixties or seventies. Yeah, definitely, yes. definitely. So it's very recent. <laughs> to me, it's even funny. In the sixties yeah. and seventies, however, it stopped being like well, I guess you could say live shows, and they started showing them on television. Yeah. And yeah. only certain types of people, or rather, not certain types of people, only certain people watched it. Not even that. If you look at um old cartoons, old cartoons, they had Jim Crow. That was a character in cartoons. I can't remember if it was either Warner Brothers or Disney. It was Warner Brothers. Uh, well, I think, yeah, I think it was Warner Brothers. They had blackface characters, Some a, a crow named Jim Crow. Really? You did, of course, it's Wasn't also, it uh, yeah. Or yeah, like uh, loads of different um, uh, movies, both Disney and um, Warner Warner Brothers, they had loads and loads of things that obviously show the racism towards black people. Jim Crow also had a distinctive accent whenever he talked. Yeah. They also painted him with something with like big lips and like overly dark skin as mm-hmm. well. And like something just to mess up everybody else's childhood. Dr. Seuss was racist. And I figured that out recently because he was just like, he would never create a black character. And when he did finally create black characters, he did that in like the stereotypical like Jim Crow mm-hmm. character that he did. I was like, what mm-hmm. oh, a ruined childhood. Yeah. Disappointed but not surprised. Yeah, I mean, oftentimes you can be disappointed and not surprised. I mean, these are people who grew up in an era where that was seen as the norm. And even if it was just like if you needed to play into you getting money, like I can understand some and though it shouldn't be that it's not sometimes you say that it shouldn't be this way but for a person to make a living do you think they'd make have made a living by portraying black characters in a good light to a wide audience would that have worked for them no it wouldn't have worked for them if you needed to make money back then you needed to show the perfect white person or or whatever the the ideals of america that were at that time that's what you needed to show you couldn't show necessarily how you truly felt and then that of course will end up betraying like in future in the future everyone will think oh you hated this this so or this group just because of what you did to keep your living going okay so the um positive and negative stereotypes in the black community i mean sometimes it's hard to think of what any any to me any form of stereotype isn't necessarily a good one because it is a full-on generalization of a whole group of people but like in this day and age, I'm trying to think of something that's like a positive stereotype about a black person. I think of something like Advanced rhythm, rhythm, yeah, athleticism, yeah. rhythm, um, curvaceousness. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, voluptuous. Oh, yeah. No, there's something that I saw on a video on BBC America. It was talking about what not to say to a black woman. And it was just like, 
do all black women twerk? Oh. And this lady was Honey, like, I you know what? Dance. We don't have a twerk gene. We don't <laughs> twerk no to twerk. work. Gene. We don't twerk to work. And I was like, there's no twerk gene. Life right there. I assure you, I know a few white people who can definitely twerk better than me, mainly because I've never twerked. But still, they can do it better than I can. So, I mean, that would be considered something like a positive um, stereotype. Like, that's the only one I can think of, like, body shape. Like, it's the, because right now that's more the desirable shape for people. They aren't looking for that 1920 flat-chested flat girl. They want somebody who has, like, a little da-da-da-da, you know? Yeah, Until you don't meet that stereotype and you get judged. Yeah, and then, mm-hmm. like, there's so, like, how many, not every black girl is that curvaceous. Right, and yeah. everybody's just like, oh, they're always just like, you don't have a butt. I was like, oh, like, yeah, I don't I, have one. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I, my I, jeans weren't made that way. It's not like we all have that, but that's still that makes it a stereotype. It's a yeah. generalization. And big lips, like, oh yeah, lips. yeah. Lips. We are not all carbon copy. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, we, but we, even we then, still, I the see people lips. telling like black girls that we're most likely born with the lips they have. They're like, oh, they have lip fillers. No way their lips could be that big. It's like, um, the stereotype uh, had to come from somewhere, you know? Exactly. It's just like, wait a second, what's happening here? Yeah. yeah, and of course, the negative stereotypes seem to outweigh them all. Um, oh gosh, where should don't we start with negative? Don't forget the classification negative. of a black male is a narrative they can't play any sports. Oh, you don't do sports? Isn't that all you do? Okay, you oh my gosh, yeah. Oh my gosh, don't you play basketball? Oh don't my you play goodness. football? You can't play basketball? <laughs> the whole, you have to play a sport thing because we are so superior in the athletic field or whatever. Have they, you guys seen Get Out? Uh, yeah. No, I'm not. No, I'm and I'm not gonna. Why not? What? It's good. I am anti scary movies. Okay? It's not actually scary. Uh, like that's the one I want. This is not good. Thriller though. is what I classify it as. Yeah, I don't do thrillers. Scary. Anything scary to me, it's not happening. Like it's good though. I I got I liked the the, the idea of it, but I'm not. Almost scary for like a moment, scary. and it's extremely scary at that one moment. Yeah, yeah. I think we're not helping our case. Yeah, like that's not gonna make me watch the movie. Yeah. Yes, but I guess the point with that was, if you watch the movie, there was, like, they were explaining, like, why they were choosing black people to, like, do what they did. I can't admit I feel like she's not going to see it, so we might as well spoil it. Wow. Well, the movie's been out for a couple of years. And you can't give... Okay, if the movie was 10 years old, I'd be okay with it. But the sense the movie's only, like, what, four what are you talking about? Ten years old, people still get mad when they take when they get told that that thing in the Sixth Sense actually happened and that Liam Neeson was a ghost and they're just wait. Like, whoa, I, see I wanted to watch the Sixth Sense. I see dead people. Exactly. <laughs> Liam Neeson was a dead dude. Oh my god. What are you talking about? You I was see, gonna watch that movie. It only came out like thirty years ago. You see, now we get into spoilers. And this basically, in Get Out, I'm just gonna go ahead and say there's a spoiler alert. There, the parents are putting like like white people in black people's bodies and their brains or whatever. There's a more scientific way to say it. But they're explaining why they chose black people. And part of the reason why is the uh, they're athletically superior and cooler. So that's also a stereotype. Too. Yeah, like that cool black dude stereotype. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Do you want to say something, Jamari? Are you saying Nerd black guy? I prefer the term geek, not nerd. Mm. Oh, you mm. told me geek was not it the first time. No, anyway. no. Because I play Settlers okay. of Catan does not make me a nerd. That game oh is my God, fun. I don't know what that means. It's better than Uno. Whoa. Whoa. We are not hating on that. Also, okay, okay. Black Uno rules. I have to say. There, yes, like, there's so black many. Uno? Oh, really? Really? Okay. There's so many rules to Uno, to Uno that nobody. I don't think anyone actually knows the true <laughs> rules to Uno. Honestly, you're Why not alone. Why is it even called Uno? 
because I've never played it because you get down to one, one card, card so you say uno. uno. Yeah. So it's a goal just to get rid of all the cards in your hand. Yeah. Easy. Can I just throw them behind me and be like, okay, okay, back on track. Okay, positive versus negative stereotypes, and how do you? And how do you feel about them? Okay, so I guess negative stereotypes, specifically for black females that are always like sassy and stuff. And oh I my gosh, the sassy come one. Friends with me because they think I'm gonna be sassy, and then I'm like, no, I'm just like awkward. I'm a pretty so. chill person. Yeah. I'm not gonna be. I'm not that sassy. I'm not sassy. Well, some other people might tell you different about me, but still. I don't kind of find myself to be too sassy. You can you be get sassy, Eliza, I promise. Okay, thank you. Or some people get like, oh, she's the loud black Oh, my gosh, yes. Black one. Yo, I'm loud. And fast. Loud. Like, you know, the, the fast. Oh, yeah. They expect you, you to fast. be fast. They expect you to, honestly, a lot of people like will automatically assume you're not going to be the upstanding, I'm going to do what's right every time. They expect you to like under try, attempt to undermine them, yeah. I guess. And, like, the sassy girl, the fast girl who tries to talk back to you every time, like, the wrongdoer, those, obviously, like, and you even see it with other black people, like, especially teachers. Like, most of my teachers, I think, except for a few, like, in elementary school, when growing up, they were black as well. But they still held those stereotypes on their own students. Like, they'd be like, oh, they'd automatically assume you might act a certain way, only because of the way you look, which I was like, okay, that's not a... They are thinking, you're a black person yourself. Are you going to assume we're all going to be that girl? Yeah. And just to bring a bit of colorism in it, it's definitely worse if you're darker. Okay. Like, it, it honestly, it's worse um, your skin tone, your hair texture. Yeah. Like, I don't know if hey, people really understand how much something like that comes into play. Even me sometimes, if I see someone with a certain hair texture, I'm going to think a different way about them. Don't forget about hairstyle. And hairstyle. Suspect. Hairstyle, yeah. like um, literally, how we can't get jobs if we're wearing braids because it's just like, oh, that doesn't seem professional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, like I had, to, I've had to check off. myself. Like when I was younger, because I've never had my hair permed. I've always had my hair natural. Never had it permed. Never worn weave at all. And I don't, I don't, wouldn't say it's necessarily been something that was put on me because I had family members. My mom's, her hair was permed. My family members, they wear their, they wear weave. They wear braids. But it was always like in school, it would be looked down upon sometimes when you would have braids in your hair, when you'd be wear, when you would wear synthetic hair, or if your hair was a certain texture, if it wasn't always made certain a certain way. Like I remember getting hate, hated on and hated on really having haters in first grade. You know how it feels. I remember like um, getting bullied. I think that's really what happened when I was in the first grade because I was wearing my natural hair and I had it basically up in like a Xing Yang style bun thing. It's okay, Jamari, if you don't know what a Xing Yang oh, is. Oh, you know I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, it's okay. It's like a bun, basically. It is just a bun. But I was wearing my hair on a Xing Yang and literally every single person was like, like, like looked at my hair and looked at it weird and they were like, okay. And only one person that day was like, oh my gosh, I love your hair. And they made me so happy, but I still would never wear my hair like that ever again. Like I literally never wore my hair a different way until I think I got into high school. Like I would wear my hair, and you guys know, I wear like two different hairstyles. Yes, you do. Literally, I used to always wear my hair just like in a poof. Yeah. And it wasn't only because I was, I, didn't, I never had a, when I don't have the time to the deal with poof, it. Poof. Yeah, the iconic poof. Um, I don't have the time to deal with it, first off. And it's hard to deal with it. And... I think that also goes into the stereotype. If you see a black girl who has her hair that isn't necessarily laid and made 24-7, you look at her sideways. Yeah. And then 
don't you have you ever gotten when you're actually straightening your hair? It's like, is that your real hair? Oh my god! My hair has not been that long. Y'all know it's only to like my <laughs> collarbone. People <laughs> ask me if it's my hair. I'm like, this is like, like, like oh my like gosh. The next day, right? your hair pulls oh like gosh. a whole foot. They're just like, is that your real hair? I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't know if you, it's it. it Mm, okay. Yes, I put I, drugs in my hair like, yesterday. Like, Stop yeah. judging me. It is real. Right. And people used oh to always gosh. be so confused about braids. They're like, how does your hair grow that fast? And it's like, oh you know God. it does not grow that fast. Please think. <laughs> Please think about it for two seconds. <laughs> Do you think overnight my hair went from here to all the way down my Maybe back? Maybe they think you actually had it folded over with the tape or something. You just took the strip of tape. Yeah, obviously. Like, that's exactly what happened. I don't, I don't get that so much. And then there was like something else. Um... I used to have, like, an actual two different types of pieces on my hair in the very front of my hair. It was, like, completely different. It was, like, like texture-wise? Yeah. yeah, my hair, um, there is no constant texture. That does not work for me. But, like, people are just like, oh, it'll be so much prettier if your hair was, like, the rest of your hair. So, finally, some my hairstylist gave me a texturizer. Bought, bought that for an entire year. Mm. So, now my hair is consistent. And it's just like makes it out to be like what people are just like oh that's the standard beauty yeah type. i'm just like oh, yeah but this that's, that's my not natural hair. like literally i don't wear my hair down like you guys see me wear my hair down on occasions but i mainly don't wear it down because of the different texture of my hair so like the entire what is referred to as a kitchen we all know what the know kitchen what is. is y'all know what the kitchen is what? so my kitchen instead of like a lot of people are like yeah my kitchen's really kinky or curled i'm not going to comment on you jamari I, though, like a lot of people have a really kinky, curly kitchen. I just wish I had like one more man here to be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, understanding like what it is. It's just like the very back. So the, my, a lot of people, I think I said it three times now, have like a really kinky, curly kitchen. But instead, mine is literally, not, it's, not, uh, it's not straight and it's not damaged. It's just such a loose, loose, loose wave. It's not even a curl. It's just a wave. And because it's a wave, it's a way longer looking than the rest of my hair. So my kitchen comes down to like upper, on my upper back when it's like just like washed while the rest of it will sit on my shoulders when it curls up, the kitchen will be down my back. So like because of that, yeah, I know it's so weird. And I'm like, my sister calls it my ducktail because it's just long. <laughs> it's just well, longer. I don't like either one of those, but ducktail like, yeah. sounds better because saying a kitchen is going down your back. Just but everybody knows what a kitchen means. We know what a kitchen is sounds though. painful. <laughs> But I'm because of that, because of that, I always, I'm always so nervous to wear my hair down because people are going to like look at, I'm like, oh my God, they're going to see the back and they're going to be like, what the heck is up with your hair in the back? Like, and then like people are asking, oh my gosh, is your hair heat damaged or something? I'm like, not at all. It literally grows like this. Well, like it just grows differently. It used to be like that before I got the texturizer. It was just like, it stopped growing for like 10 years. That was a different story that mm. I should never get into. Yeah, my it, it just... Kitchen. I'm actually curious it's now. um I think it, um, my assumption don't even I don't really know but well, a lot of hard work goes in in like a kitchen like you're when you're cooking okay so what I'm assuming, like there's a whole different way multiple ways you can take this like the 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 form of kitchen as the word for that part of your hair but for a lot of people like I said it's really kinky and curly and he, uh, the most hard work a black woman did back in the day was working in the kitchen. They grilled, they grilled over like that stove. So the most hard work when it come to do, came to doing their hair at the salon was working on the kitchen. That's what I think. I don't actually know what the real thing is, but it seems like I mean that works. We're though. gonna go with that. That's that mean, works. I in the kitchen. Not that hard. Okay, whatever. But when you're cooking for when you're cooking for nine kids, 
I mean, I've been cooking back since in I the was '60s. Like okay, when it, back in the '60s, when you're cooking for your nine children, don't you gruel over the stove just a little bit? No, I used and to. Your, make, and your man is always at work no, until I used late. No, make breakfast on a uh, step stool in my oven. I'm not even trying to be funny, like making was, eggs when I was like. I'm sorry about this parental spell between these two. I don't know what happened. She okay. became a mom. Independent. Apparently, I'm a mom to sixty with nine children with no, a husband a who's always at work. Before we get into a different type of stereotype, one last thing about hair. Let's talk. Don't you just hate it when people just just lean up on you and be like, let me touch your hair. I'm like, what the fuck? Who are you? You're getting sued for assault. See, I mean, I think that is such a freaking personal like decision. Just like with you, you shouldn't be, like it shouldn't be okay for you to walk up and touch anybody's hair. But for some people, like you, Joya, I know you don't like it if somebody touches your hair at all. But if somebody touches my hair, if I'm, I know them, I'm really okay with it. Like, I don't care much. Because it's usually not something negative that they're going to do. It's not like they're going to pull on it, like yank my hair. I know that's different for you. But from my experience, they're like, oh my gosh. And they just like, touch, will grab a curl and just be like, hey, hey, hey. Right? <laughs> and sometimes, like, um, when I, wore, when I uh, did, like, a different type of twist-out style one time, they're like, oh, my gosh, it looks so different. I'm like, yeah, I just did a little something different to this time. And then they wanted it's to touch it. It's called water and prayer. <laughs> water and prayer. That is so right. Like, hope, let's hope and pray it gets to the right, like, curl. We don't know how it's going to work out. No, but usually I get, like, random people who's just, like, yeah. that I don't know at school be like, Oh my gosh, your hair is so pretty. I've never talked to you. Honestly, I think it is like a stereotype that's coming up is like, don't touch a black girl's hair. Yeah, uh, Solange. Thank you for that song. Yeah, like I think that's that becomes that's becoming a stereotype. Don't touch their hair. Don't touch my hair. But I mean, it shouldn't be because like me, there's there's three black girls. Sorry, Jamari. There's three black girls sitting right here, and one of them doesn't really care. The other two, I'm assuming, don't like it when somebody randomly comes up. If it's somebody I know, I don't care. But I have had people just like. Like this one girl in an event, or I was volunteering. She was like, "Oh, I like your hair so much," and I was like, "I don't even know where your hair, your hands have been." Exactly. There is one male at school whose ultimate goal is to touch everyone's hair, and he caught me one day in front of. I don't mean to throw out a name. I'm not gonna throw out his name. I'm just gonna throw out the person who I was around's name when I was with him. He was by Mr. Spry. He was like, "Hey, can I touch your hair?" And Mr. Spry was just like, "Just just let him do it." And he was just like, "I'd be weirded out." I'd be weirded out too. (laughs) Hold on a second. He did my hair like. Yeah, I don't know a lot about it. Unless we have like braids. If we have an afro or a fade, we never run into the trouble that women run into. All we do is just wash it and put some type of thing. Hopefully, like, okay. It. Also, hair care. Probably more water. In oh my spaces. gosh. Hair care. Because um, we I don't want wash that, our like... hair. We don't wash our hair daily. Right. Like, Every now, day. some people say that we should, and some, like, even professionals, they think maybe not. Some people are like, maybe you should. But I, I think that's a completely, like, self-decision, because yeah. it takes a lot. Like, I don't, it takes a day for it to dry, and if I need to go out that day and do something, there's not a chance that I wash my hair every couple of weeks, yeah. because it's easiest that way. And usually, I'm going to be wearing one style, like, right now, I have, um, uh, what is this, like, basically a crown braid. I'm not going to take this down every freaking night to wash my hair and put it back up again. Do you know how long that takes? Do you know how long that would take? About as long as it would take me to just get ready in the morning while doing everything. um, It... it, for me to wash my hair, it takes at least an hour and a half. Because I have to... I Well, what I do, I'll condition it. I'll condition it to get it looser, then shampoo it, then rinse that, condition it again... And then you got to put product in it so it don't get all janky. And then you can style it. 
And, you, and then I, because I'm praying to Lord Jesus for Santa brings me a freaking diffuser because Aww. I need one of them. Oh, is that your Christmas present? That is my Christmas wish. You know. And my Christmas wish in what? April. April. My Christmas wish in April is oh, to get a diffuser so it will be easier. You know, if we could, you were talking about how it takes you an hour and a half to do your hair. I have medical shampoo. I had to wash my hair. Three times. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's it's a lot more difficult. It's me. not like I can't walk out of the house and it dries throughout the day. That it doesn't. It won't do like that. Like really, because it's like the difference in my hair when it's first wet versus when it gets dry. It's so drastic. Like it's not possible for me. When somebody comes up to my hair, they're just comes up to me and they're like, "Your hair is so wet." I'm yeah, like, I know. But like somebody's like, "Your hair's wet," and I'm like, "I know. I can't really do much about that. If I could speed dry it, I would." But I know it's been four a, hours. I don't care. It's, it's like, not gonna work. It's not gonna dry. Okay, that's that's mm, that's one of my problems with it. But I mean, I like having my natural hair. And also, people give hate nowadays because of like the whole natural hair movement. I remember when my mother cut like all of her perm out the first time, and everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, finally you're going!" Why'd you look at that face? Your perm, you you know how perms work. I've done my mother's perm. Okay, before. And you oh, know, I, I you, you didn't know what that out. was. I was like, so, so when you go, Cat Williams. I zoned out. I thought about when you said when you to school with your hair. I come to school with my hair wet almost every day. No one notices. Yeah, and also oh, that's what I was going to go into. I don't know how black dudes care right, for their man. hair, okay. but I have never I think, figured that out. I think that you actually do your hair. I'm just like, how the? Because okay, so, do they? So do y'all wet it every freaking day? What I just do is oh. I no. Okay, that's a freaking so freaking false. I don't think they know it. Realize this, but you know how white people, the males and females, do not like have different textured hair, right? They have like the same textures of hair. Like a girl and a guy do not have different textures of hair. So why is it like every black dude seems to have like the same texture of hair and make it seem like they all have the same texture of hair? They treat their hair the exact same. Just like girls all have different curl patterns. All three of us have completely different curl patterns. All of our hair is David Blaine. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like to me, I'm not really certain that that's probably entirely true. I don't know. I don't like. It's, I don't because I don't like know anybody who's like gonna tell me before they cut their hair what it looks like. Like I can't go up to a person and like do their hair the same way I do mine. Like a, a random black dude, yeah. because I really don't think like it, logically, if every other race the dudes have the same hair texture and have the ability to have the same hair texture as the girls, why is that with black dudes they seem to have all of them have one homologous hair texture? That does not make sense. So I think oftentimes it's the treatment of their hair because you guys wash it daily, right? You wash no, it daily. No, no. Well, it depends. Every and it, other day for and some it, people, I'm because you know, like now, not everybody has like that short haircut that you guys had like in kindergarten, right? So like now people have oh my like. God, it's been some years. I you're just attacking males now. I am. Um, okay. So instead of having that normal, like I don't know, even I guess it's a fade of some sort where it's all short. You guys have different lengths of hair. Okay, I'm just gonna grow it out now, like it was. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm so freaking curious. Don't do that. I'm so freaking don't curious. Do Please don't. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm so serious. Like, if you if you treated your hair the same way that a girl treats her hair, would you guys have different results? Like, would it you actually find what your curl pattern is? Because you guys, if you guys sometimes wash it daily, you don't put oil in it normally. You don't do blah 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 that we do with our hair. That brings out and enhances our curls. So what if y'all did it too? What would happen? I'm just curious. I'm not saying I don't know you how have to answer to. that question, but I can answer your question. Yeah. With a question. 
And it is. How do you think, <laughs> how do you think men tell the difference between two types of people, two types of women's hair? How do you think men tell the difference between two types of women's hair? Even when they're even when they're a different hairstyle. The the curl pattern? What yeah, do you like mean? Visually? No. Just what it looks like the first time we ever see it. Even if we don't know the name of the hair, we're just like, oh, that person has curly hair. That person has curly hair, but it's in a bun. Okay, so there is. That's how we do it. Oh, okay. you guys, uh, that might just show a difference between girls and guys. You guys view it all as the same. We view you guys as having the same hair. But I mean, like, really, we all have different curls. Like, you've seen yeah. my hair curly. You've seen Joya's hair curly. I don't know if you've ever seen. Have you ever seen your hair like curly? I, ha- I have pictures of it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but you've <laughs> never seen it. Yes. Yes. It's just like, oh. wait, wait, are you talking about you guys seeing my hair curly or yeah. me seeing yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, y'all probably haven't, but I do that That's sometimes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's such different like curl patterns out there. Yeah. So why is it that most black dudes they have like the yeah, same like, like guys can all have like waves. You they know can what I have mean? some, but like waves. I couldn't do what Joya does. You know exactly. So like they all have like that constant like yeah. they have the same thing. So like, maybe my hypothesis. Let's not bring me up because I don't even know what I do. I like no, I'm just saying, but you still have your to- own. Curl pattern, whether yeah. it's like multiple different things mixed in, or like most people, they have so many different things like yeah. curl patterns. Mixed I couldn't in. even do what you do because I'm like 4C. You know I, mean? <laughs> I don't even know what to call my hair because it's too different. Like here, like um, around my ears, it's so freaking tight. It grows up. To, it goes to this, like like two inches long. Works just like a female's oh, hair could. So why is it that black dudes only have that like that one type of like hair? Like you guys only have one hair type, quote unquote. What's y'all secret? No, I'm just saying, like, like if you guys, if you guys like took, I'm not even saying more hair. I'm just wondering. I'm just like really that curious about this. Oh, we're actually. If you guys like changed it just a little bit, like what would happen? I'm so curious. Nothing would happen because we'll never change it because we don't like change. Mm. That all makes oh, sense. That unlocks a bunch of secrets within wow. the male psyche. We don't have okay, secrets. So now our we just next. have things that we don't tell people. But we don't call them secrets. We just call them things that we don't tell people. Since we've been on our own little hair tangent, yeah, let's get back on track. Okay, so our next thing. How about media stereotypes? Ooh. Ooh let's talk, talk about how I got this idea because it has a bunch of stereotypes within it. Dear white people, it shows that show... Is literally how I got this idea. I was just like, might as well create something yeah. like this. So you have the, the light-skinned black girl named Sam. And it's just like how she's caught between like two different worlds. And like between like her white part and her black self. It's like having people thinking, oh, you're so white. You're so proper. I'm like, hold. That's with me. I'm just like, hold up. Black is that a media she- stereotype though? Like where they have like, okay, we can talk about just like stereotypes within the media you see it's just like you had the friend that just the side character you have the one black character yeah comedic relief and they're never really having any problems they're just there (laughs) okay you know what i think you like okay you guys need to hear me out before like i finish this okay so barbie movies okay okay so I love watching Barbie movies and I do, and I like, I love Barbie movies in general because it oftentimes shows, it shows more than people think. Like even, no matter how much people get hate on Barbie movie, I still think it's pretty good. And oftentimes what I see in Barbie movies, I watch Barbie movies. Don't like look at me like I'm crazy. Okay. So a lot of times, actually, if you really do watch Barbie movies, 
like I do. Like the ones that are like on Hulu and Netflix. The girl black Hulu? girl, yes. The black girl is the exact opposite. She's the, she's always the voice of reason. She's never like that mom, like loud talking. She's like the voice of reason. She literally acts like a normal person. I did not think you said Barbie movies. I thought <laughs> you said Barbie boobies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Barbie boobies. Like, <laughs> we are on, we are on some stuff right now. Okay, no, like the Barbie movies, the black character. Like you expect. You like two. Hmm? You only get two, but within, usually like, the in a Barbie movies, no, like in Barbie movies, there's usually only like three characters, True. and the brown one, I'm saying brown in the broadest of terms, is not white, like because they're because honestly, for some of these Barbie movies, you're not really sure which type of brown oh, skin the she trope. is. The mixed ambiguous one, and not even mixed ambiguous. It's just brown skin. The walking question mark. Yeah, it's not like it's not like that. It's like you could literally you could even just facial feature wise of the the doll cuz it's still a Barbie movie. You could like say you could kind of choose between which one you'd like to put her in. It's usually like she's not necessarily racially ambiguous. She's definitely brown and she's like brown skinned. Not like light skinned or dark skinned. She's like medium just straight in the middle brown skinned. And she usually she and I'm like you don't you can't really tell you can usually I just assume that she's black but she doesn't actually portray that normal stereotype of like such a sidekick character who doesn't do anything and is pretty chill she's usually the one who's outspoken like one of them it was a surfing movie and she was like the one who was winning some competitions and I was like look at this look at that girl go like it's not always in media that they're portrayed bad I think it's just gotten better in. It's gotten better, but these are Barbie movies. I don't know how old they are. I don't remember like the dates on these, but still, yeah, definitely in later years, it's definitely gotten better. I mean, then you have like the black centric TV shows, like um, Blackish, like uh, um, Fresh Prince. Those that's like the nineties. Yeah, you obviously in those you obviously see like different versions of a black person because it's usually centered around a black family. But I don't know. I think, but it's like those, the earlier ones, like Fresh Prince, and like, yeah. I don't know, maybe Cosby, and like other yeah, things. Yeah, I was like, I was like, all yeah. I can think of like <laughs> yeah. Martin, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like targeted at black audiences. It was targeted at black audiences. Recently, and like in recent years, people, like we've gotten better at like targeting, like casting all black casts and, and like not targeting, targeting it not only targeting, towards yeah. black people. Yeah, like, like um, um, us. Yeah, like I watched um, A Different World when. <laughs> Over like a one summer, yes, have you watched a different world? But those are like those were even though a different world didn't have only black characters in it, yeah. it was stemmed off a show that was so black centric. And one thing about the Cosby Show, may it rest in peace, because his whole reputation has been <laughs> one thing about the Cosby Show was that it really like if you ask a person who would have grown up actually watching the Cosby Show, it wasn't something that was only watched by black people. It it showed a lawyer and a doctor. A black lawyer, lawyer, and a black doctor, in um, I don't remember which city. In some, it wasn't Midwest. It was like New York. They were in New York. Yeah, Hillman. are you serious? NYU. They don't want to go to Whoa! NYU. Oh, I don't know why I didn't. think. I thought they were like in Chicago. <laughs> it was like Great Lakes area. I don't know why. Okay, I where just, did you see a lake? Good point. <laughs> the only thing I can remember from the Cosby Show is a the type the inside of the house. Sweaters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just think of the sweaters and I think if I could just take now, like I think I had most of all the Cosby Show seasons, and I would literally regular on a regular watch them on Saturdays. Like 
I know I knew so many of the episodes. I watched so many of the episodes of I the Cosby Family show. Matters. I oh that yeah, was I, so good. That I, I didn't watch they Family also Matters. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's just like, like a good number of sweaters back then. They had some like that '70s show retro clothes. At all the sweaters. You watched the '70s show? <laughs> yes. I haven't. Only for the sweaters though. Only so for, I can be like this while I'm looking sweaters. at the screen. But I think like media portrayal definitely has changed over time, and yeah. even but there's always that one odd show like the Cosby Show that I think even though it was it showed like a black family, who knows? Like I really want to know like if there's any like true research done on how the Cosby Show affected the um, media stereotypes of black people because it showed them as normal people who went through normal problems, right? It wasn't anything extra or it didn't make them seem like there was the loud one. Well, in that family, of course, there was like the loud one. There was the one who did things all the time. There was the one who didn't do anything. But still, it shows such a diverse group of black people instead of like sticking to those stereotypes. They were normal people. They didn't, well, of course, they had, of course, their special circumstances for like, Bernie Mac, he was rich, and like um, I can't remember what everybody hates Chris. Like the everybody hates Chris that. had the stereotypical, very, 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 very strict, very, 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 very loud. Oh, very, very yeah. outspoken mother. Yeah, that's Chris. true. That's yeah. true. And no, the dad was Father cheap. Was cheap. Yeah, he's <laughs> all <laughs> cheap. All cheap dad. dad had two jobs. Never yeah. spent any money, and somehow knew the price of every single thing in the universe, <laughs> even if he never seen it before. Two cans. That's 49 cents per can. Well, you can't just be buying cans like this. Why do you know the price of an empty can? Why would you know that? You've never bought one of those. And if you have, Honestly, you I'd say an empty before? can would be 10 cents. I'm just an saying. empty can for 10 cents? An empty can would be 10 cents. Isn't that how much you get like from the recycling place when you turn in like an empty can? What other like I'm trying to think like there were there are some definite black definite black stereotypes the loud mom the cheap dad I guess could be one also the non-existent dad oh yeah mm. like okay I never thought I'd be asked if like my dad was in the picture but I was asked that and I was like huh I never like thought about that because I don't think I grew up around a lot of kids who didn't have their fathers there. I didn't, like, most of the kids I knew had their fathers, and I didn't ever think of that was going to be something I was asked until I started going to a school that was not predominantly black. Someone actually asked me that question. I was like, yeah, why wouldn't my father be there? He lives with me. I see him on a daily. Like, to me, it was a confusing concept, even though I have clear knowledge that for a lot of people, that isn't the case. That's not the case for so many people, but not even just black people. But it seemed seen as like a stereotype of a black person or like, I mean, even in other music, music like I was just saying, Beyonce also kind of, I mean, my body's so bootylicious. Like, what do you think, expect people to think of all black women when you say things like that? And I mean, you, you can say that that's like their responsibility not to promote any forms of stereotypes, but that's how Beyonce feels about herself. And I'm okay with that. Beyonce has all the money, so she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, Beyonce yeah. can do what she wants. I'm okay with that. Whatever she does. Apparently, she's pregnant again. I heard oh, that. really? I thought I thought Kim Kardashian was pregnant again. No, apparently yeah, she is. Not like pregnant, pregnant, but like <laughs> surrogate. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, <laughs> wait! I thought I was like, whoa, what do you mean not pregnant, pregnant? <laughs> okay, so they're having another child via surrogate. Yes, surrogate. That was a. I'm trying to think like some other like. There's definitely music wise. There's um. 
I don't listen to much rap music, so I don't really know what's being said nowadays. Guns, oh, drugs, I have something. Comedy. There's that one song comedy. by Lil Nas. In comedy? What's that thing yes. called? The, little, the horse song? I wanna take my horse. Yeah, Old Tom and it was taken off of the billboard, Whoa. which was tea. But there's this, like, there's this, fam- there's this like, half, um, half black dude who's big in com- um, not comedy, country music. I can't think of his name right now. Oh my gosh, but I was watching... I was not watching the country music awards. I was watching the regular like Grammys or whatever, and he like won an award or something. Seriously. Yeah, I can't think of his name though. But there are some big black stars in country music. That is true. I mean, like, I need y'all's input on this because though I don't listen, I listen to a good like different types of music, but rap isn't necessarily a type of music I listen to. So are there like any like big stereo black stereotypes that are seen in like rap media? I could ever say about like actual rap music would be stereotypical. I don't. I think because I though I listen to it on occasions. Like I'm a Nicki Minaj fan, not a Cardi B fan. Sorry to all the haters. Um, even though like I listen to like him, I'm I still don't know like enough about the rap industry to like say anything about it. I could probably say something. I listen to alternative and rap music. Um. I guess there are a lot of stereotypes about rap that it's like destroying the black community because of all its um bad influences. <laughs> all of its bad all influence. of its bad influences about drugs and um all drugs. And, um, drugs. But I just remember Sorry. like I was listening to a Kendrick Lamar song and it was like Wait, it wasn't a DNA because that's in my, yeah, exactly DNA. DNA where they had that part where yeah. it's just like talking about like the Fox News host who was saying the black community is being affected by hip hop because mm-hmm. it's Turning them into like is causing all the gang violence yeah. and all that. Stuff. Yeah, because so, no, the music is definitely there causing are like the gang violence. There are genres within hip hop too. If yeah, you really yeah. think about it, like not all hip hop songs are like that, and within every genre, there are like bad songs. You know? Yeah. You like, kind of like that hip hop, like R and B. Like we're going to go back to the song that we sang last time. It was like "Please Me" by Cardi B oh, and yeah. Bruno Mars. That was hip hop, but you had like that smooth version of like R and B. Yeah, I'm just saying because I love Bruno Mars. Um, his part is the only part of that song I'll listen to. I mean, I like his voice a lot. And I mean, if... Okay, I'm not going to say any of that. And are we say, talking about only black media stereotypes or media stereotypes on black people? We can talk about both. Okay, okay. Um. Oh, the thing that people have been pointing out a lot lately, I'm thinking like straight news, is how oftentimes they won't give a good picture of the black person who's committed some oh, sort of crime, God, but the white right. person, they use like an Instagram picture of them. And you're like, yeah. why, why not their It'll little mugshot like, of them kills looking his hot. wife and three children. And it's just like him standing with his dog or something. Well, I saw that. <laughs> no, like, the, what? The dude too. I was like, wait, what? The dude who killed his wife and his two kids. I was like, that's the picture you're using for yeah. this? Versus like the black kid who... Like stole some bread to exactly feed himself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Who like robbed somebody and then like he gets this, right this horrible there. mugshot. And I'm like, oh, because that's like... There. I'm like that's a, that's a little suspect too. Like yeah, like it's it's furthering that stereotype really. Like that's the only way you'll see a black person. The only way you see them usually in the news, aside from like Sherry Jackson, my my girl up on the news all the time. Eunice Elliott. Y'all don't know your news anchors' names. No, no. <laughs> aside from like seeing their faces on the news, the actual news anchors. Sometimes the most news you get um dealing with a black person is not the best picture of them. It shows them sometimes in a, like a state of, like they're very distressed and very like haggard, you know? 
look like somebody fought them before. Yeah, they like they look, the they look, they got fought before they took the mug shot. Like it, that's also like a really oh, bad media portrayal. It was a mug shot. Somebody saying that he got fought in jail. Asked <laughs> like the police officers were fighting him in the mug shot. I was like, hmm, okay, what? so I don't know. So one thing that I really do suggest, not even just black people, but people in general to go do is to see the Legacy Museum in um, the Legacy Museum um, in Montgomery, Alabama. And there's another part to it, too. But it, um, yeah, the Legacy Museum. I'm trying to think of the other part, but there's like two parts to it where the one part is kind of in downtown. The other part, you have to drive a little ways. And it actually like it shows the part that's uh, you have to drive a little ways. It's like this huge memorial park for every person who was lynched, like overall, not even just in the state of Alabama. It does all the different counties, all the different counties across the southeast, and even some all the way up north. Like there was, there's, and they get these like giant metal things. It's like this whole um, sculpture, basically, and it like it gives you each of the people if their name was unknown, it has them listed as unknown, but it gives the names of the people who were lynched in Alabama and Georgia and all the southern states and all the ones that there was lynchings that happened. And it tells you even sometimes who they were lynched by. So one, it was like there was a white mob who found the man and they just decided to lynch him. And I was like, oh, it just like puts in perspective, like the number of them you see. And then there's multiple names on one and like the ones that happened in Jefferson County. And then I remember walking in another part where they have all of the, the metal things like laid down for you to see and you can actually like read the names directly and like being able to see my last name on there like being able to see my last name Maddox on one of the things as one of the people who were lynched I was like dang dang like just seeing that you were like it's like it takes you back and like you just have to like really think and put things into perspective but the other part of the museum um, I can't remember what it's called but it basically takes you from slave ships all the way to present forms of slavery so the criminalization the uh, mass incarceration and they have videos they have telephones they have the youngest person to be um, sentenced to life who was actually put in prison was 13 years old a 13 year old black boy was put with a life charge into prison. And it wasn't like it was the 1800s. No, it wasn't the 1800s. But a 13-year-old given a life sentence is just mind-boggling to think when you were a 13-year-old, what could you have been doing at that time and thinking somebody might have just, either it was, you, who knows, what, I don't even remember what his charge was for, but something that's big enough for you to be put into prison for life when you're only 13. And you remember that girl whose case got really public because she had that life charge, even though she killed her captor or something like that. Oh, Cynthia Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Hers, where it was, we can't get her out of jail because that decision of you being under a certain age that was made after you were put in, you were incarcerated. Therefore, we can't get you out of jail. Things like that are just like mind boggling to see. And uh, it's scary, too. But I really do encourage people to go see that museum because it, it puts so much stuff into perspective. And they even had a, um, like a part where they took the soil from places like where lynchings actually happened. They took the soil and put them in pots and they have them just like lining the walls. And you just like, it's a good visualization of how big and how big of, how big of like a, a scare this truly was for people, how big of a fear they would have had towards 
the fear of death really at any age. Like it, there was one of a whole family that was um, lynched for really just being being there. And it's I liked the museum though it's like really sad. It was it's still definitely something I would suggest any and everyone to go see. I think I've, I there's definitely space to add them. Like I don't know if I have any pictures. I still have pictures of it on my phone because I went not too. I went during. Um, February, which makes some sense, you know, Black History Month. But let me Schools see. don't even talk about Black History Month. Like, okay, Wait, this is... We don't have one. So on those little wow. giant plaques, kind of a new, like, museum, but I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah, you can pass my phone around. You can slide if you want to see a few more pictures of it. But I hadn't even heard of it. And in the, the part that tells you about from slave ships to the mass incarceration, they didn't allow photos in there. So I don't have any photos from there. Obviously, because it actually, it shows you even the stories that people have from people who were in jail, who were um, in jail, wrongly accused in the fact that they had to serve 50-year sentences, wrongly accused, and they finally got freedom because of so many movements we have now, trying to get people who were wrongly accused out of jail because they've been in there for so long. And then how do you expect them to live normal lives when they've been in here for so long for something that they didn't do? They can't. Like it's, it's mind-boggling. It's so much time lost. It's a whole life, really. Yeah. Your whole life, and then the the they also talked about like the roughness of prisons, how rough it is, how how, because it's life and death. Even in prison, it's life and death. You get away from the world, but now you're in even bigger of a, like a. Like even like we have, like you said, Tosin, we have subs, we have school teachers, we have people who we see in everyday life that were actually part of the civil rights movements, even when they were younger, even though they were much younger. And it's just like, we live in Birmingham, but sometimes it's not easy to think, wait, maybe the person I see on the street was part of that. Maybe yeah. you, like, it's just odd to even imagine having met someone who is like, but still, it's just, like, amazing in a way. Until you take that small moment to realize that it didn't happen too long ago. Yeah, and, and then you're like, wow. We're probably alive at that time, probably still alive now. No, you like, I, I, I count it back the years. Like, I, um, a few years ago, I think I was interviewing, well, for, like, the fifth, a fifth grade project, we had to interview somebody in our family. So I did my grandfather, and I, he told me his birthday. He was born in 1933. So he was a full-grown adult during the civil rights movement. He had children during the civil rights movement. And like that really put it into perspective for me because I was always thinking, yeah, they were young. They didn't know about this. No, my grandfather went through this uh, World War II. Like he was alive when World War II was going on. So the civil rights movement happening after that, you're like, wow. My aunts and uncles were definitely alive, and they were definitely the children, and they definitely went to the schools around Birmingham. They went to Parker, so they were obviously in like the space to have been a part of like this movement. Though my mother necessarily was, she was born in '68. Sorry, mom, mm -hmm. for telling your age. I, have to cut that out. I mean, I don't think she cares. She's a proud fifty, you know. Yeah, She's my not dad one of them. Was born in so if he was born here, he would have been affected by exactly. it. Exactly. Like, even, like, the you think the civil rights, like, the 60s and, like, the 50s and 60s, 
your family members were likely alive then. Like, just thinking about that, it's like, oh, my God. Like, it's not like it was that far away. It was not that long ago. These are people who are still, like, able to tell you about their stories and tell you about what they went through and tell you about the feelings they had. Like, I have a book that from the library. It's um, by a girl, um, a woman, sorry, um, Dr. Carol McKinstry. She um, went during the, um, the Birmingham church bombing. She was actually like the youth secretary and she was there that day and she was friends with all four girls that, that died. And like, she's not even that old. Like she was only 14, 15 when that happened. She's alive she's a will, and she's able to tell you the stories and just like imagining that. Because you've never, it never, things usually aren't in perspective for you, but things force you into seeing it. And that's what that museum did for me. We're talking about the concept of the black card. Do y'all believe in the black card? I mm-hmm. don't believe in the black card. I'm not quite sure what it is. Me neither. Maybe I don't have it. We actually okay. need to explain that. And then the number of things that apply for you that can mean you have to turn it in. Like it there exists, was one, but it shouldn't be a thing. Like there was yeah. one time, like my sister was like, "You've never seen this movie." I was like, "No." She's like, "Turn it in your black card." And then I was like, "What do you even mean?" And she told my mom. My mom was like, "Yeah, you got to turn it in." And <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, what? I don't even know. The black card is a concept. It's it not is a, a concept. Thing. Well, of course, everybody. I mean, of course, it's, when I say it's a concept, not a thing, I mean. No, no, we're physical not all the black physical credit object. Like, we all, it's not a physical we're a object. Card at birth. Yeah, we're all. It's all given to us at birth, and we have to keep up with it on a daily basis. It's our ID, basically. Obviously, that's what. It's our ID to where? Where are we getting into? <laughs> Good point, HBCUs. You don't even want to go to one. You're our not access wrong. to the culture. Yeah, our access to the culture through our little our little card. Man, Honestly, I'm get that revoked so many times. That spell, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, mine mine has been um, someone's attempted to revolt. My sister has attempted to um, to revoke mine a few times. But if we get revoked like nine times. Do we get like a tenth one free? That's not even how <laughs> credit cards or ID cards in general work. They make you pay every time you lose it. So. The okay. black card is like an intangible enforcer of soft stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. It's a, Thank you for saying that, soft stereotypes. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, a soft stereotype being not exactly a thing that you associate with a race, but a thing that you, on a whim, would say that some race would partake in. Yeah, like certain It's like movies. you're supposed to act this way, and if you don't, Give me your card. <laughs> you haven't seen this movie, which is yeah, like, like, extremely important to black culture. Yeah, so like usually I don't, I don't, have it in the way of like attitude or way I act, but more in like something I've ever a term I've heard before, a movie I've watched or music I a certain song I've listened to. Yeah, if I like haven't, knowledge. yeah, it's like the knowledge based things in Black culture that I. I mean, we're we're young. I'm literally a five year old. So how in the world am I supposed to know right. some of these things? I'm like, yeah, this was made in the eighties. Why should I 17? know? Hey, hey, no, five. I'm five and three quarters. Yeah. But I'll just bring up another thing. Sometimes I find it particularly hard for me. I ask to, um, whatever, give my black card away a lot. I grew up sort of with a different-ish culture just because of both my parents being African. They didn't know stuff. I didn't know stuff either. And then, like, I'd be asked, like, there's apparently some card game every black person's supposed to know. Oh, spades. Spades? Well, I do not know spades. They're like, you don't know how to 
play spades? You're like the only black person that doesn't know how to. I'm like, um, Tosin, we're going to be not knowing how to play, play spades together. Let's right? go. He didn't know how to play spades As long either. as you don't cheat twice in spades. I cheated once. You cheated twice. I cheated once by cheated accident twice. and cheated twice. I did not know that. Uh, I think that's true. Like my dad's family, I think they all assume you know how to play certain card games and watch certain movies. What if my you dad? intentionally and then unintentionally cheat in spades simultaneously in one game? Okay, okay I cheated. What kind of spades player does that make you? I don't know how to play I spades. Don't so I don't know. They can't get on well, assuming that you knew how to play spades. Uh, but since I don't even know what spades is about, I can't like really make a judgment. No one really call. knows. It's how just a card game spades? that you yeah. know that I'm not going to explain. Spades. Yeah, but I think I that's a good point. Like, like I think a lot of my like my my older relatives they assume you know how to do certain things, and and it does actually kind of make you feel a little inadequate at times, where you're like, wait, I don't know this thing. Should I? Should yeah. is it something that I need for me to get along with these people? Is it something I need? Am to I do? less of a person yeah. for not knowing this thing? Yeah. This is the, the first time I read about space was in like ninth grade, bro. It was Mr. J who yeah. was just like he was like ninety yeah. percent of black people know how to play space, and I looked, and I was like, I know how to play space. Mr. J just goes in on people sometimes. <laughs> right. He was just like. I just, I, I don't have much more time. on the black card thing because I don't really know what it, like, I don't know exactly what goes into it. I yeah. don't either. It's I think just like the rules list. are made up as you go. It yeah. is because it'll just be like, oh, you have to say Martin, give me your black card. Who? Right. You I'm have s- what? Martin. What is Martin? It's like the guy called like, the TV show. Yeah. I'm sorry. Get, give it's give okay. me your black card. It's okay. Nobody watches it. It's fine. It was in the yeah, 90s. We're, we're definitely too young, but like, I just know what it is I, I've never heard of margin. Martin. Yeah. I thought you said margin like marginal error, not Martin. <laughs> I know what Martin is. See, I'm not the only one who's deaf. I'm, I'm, I definitely can't. Uh, yeah, I was like, what? Because I was like, I thought you mentioned that earlier. <laughs> yeah, you actually did. I thought you said margin, and I was I feel like, like, there's you a brought show up the show yourself at some yeah, point. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was like, wait, you don't know. <laughs> so okay. I've, I don't. I know I've seen an episode at least of Martin, but I don't think I can like. I know Martin's a character. I know um, Gina. What's Gina and um, the crazy girl. Pam. Or Shanae. Shanae. is a whole stereotype right. in herself. Shanae, that's a good point. Like, a stereotype wise, Shanae is the stereotype for Martin. Like, though the rest of them are like pretty normal, Shanae, you have to, I think it's for you to get the right audience, you have to bring in part of the stereotype. That played? Yeah. And the, well, everybody was a stereotype. Everybody on that show was a technical yeah. stereotype. You yeah. have Gina being the light well, skin. Was, yeah, was and you got the ghetto best friend. Yeah, you know, ghetto be darker. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like what's so many Pam's, people like like on and off boyfriend name. The one who's like a nerd, or rather, I didn't watch the entire thing of Martin. I'm like, he's I'm really so, tall. I can't remember. His oh, name. Cole. No, not Cole. Cole. No, it not is Cole. Cole. It is Cole. Not, no, Cole is the short one. Oh yeah, Cole. Is the, Cole is the short one. Never mind. Wait, the one who lives with his mother. I think Cole, Gina. My God, we're gonna struggle with this. It doesn't matter the tall dude. It does matter. It matters a lot. Okay, whatever. Wait, because it matters because I'm like, because that was like the last thing I was gonna get into. It's just like even though that we don't see a lot of characters about ourselves, like what is like the character that you see yourself like you finally seeing like representation because you have like that character that's, that's tall nerd nerd who's, who's Pam's on and off boyfriend. You know, oftentimes I don't even see use the race as a character to like compare to me I guess Be, I sometimes do I sometimes don't because like you don't see enough characters yeah yeah you. sometimes it's inedible I mean it's, sometimes it's, it's inevitable you, I, can't, I can't like use 
only black characters to sh- say what I am. Also, we didn't mention the Pride family. The Proud, oh proud family. The Pride family. The, the Pride, pride family. family. The Proud the family. family. The Proud family is awesome. The Proud family is just basically what and the they also are going to become. I, they also yes. de- definitely showed stereotypes as well. I think it was like a that great grandma. Show. <laughs> the black grandma. You know the is blue the, kids. The remember the kids that were blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The thugs. Oh like, god. Yeah. The oh, blue no. kids who were like stereotypically very dirty. Very yeah. Ghetto, yeah. They were oh, so dirty. They're ghetto. Exactly. And like, the baby had, like, threw the light diapers bro- at people. Okay. First off, there was a lot wrong with brown men. Used diapers at people. But you had the light, the light bright, like bougie one. That yeah. Was like yo, there I guess a lot of stereotypes. <laughs> There was a I'm lot of stereotypes with that names. show. Her know mom name was is. named Sunset of all things. Yeah, Sunset. That's what her mother's name was. But the girl's name was Mad. No, it's also name, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I just know her name. And then, um, That's So Raven. I'm trying to think if there was like any like really big stereotypes in that show. Besides really. the fact that they always portrayed her as like extremely loud. Just like, yo, she's loud. I'm yeah. like, yo, that's yeah. like, what is the concept of ghetto? This is like on topic, Honestly. but not. But it's like a stereotype that like Black girls are ghetto, but it's like, what is ghetto? What is anyway? ghetto? Like, because like people use ghetto for everything. It's yeah. Like, oh my gosh, that house is so ghetto. What? No, no. I think things. With black people and belligerents. Yeah, that's people true. People yeah. call it ghetto. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, like, sometimes stereotypes are so enforced that, like, even you start to do it against yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll be like saying, like, I don't know, this sounds so bad, but if you see like a black guy walking across the street and he's dressed in like sweatpants or something, and you're like, oh, I need to get away from here. Yeah. And then you like, like repeat and you and like pause like, and you're like, wait a second. You're like, wait a like, minute. Like literally, like the other, like last Sunday, my mother was like, don't wear your shirt like that. That looks ghetto. And I was like, huh? Because I was like, wait, 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 wait. Because I mean, I get what she was trying to say. Like it looks improper. But using the the word ghetto is so firmly associated with black people. Yeah. Like saying that you look ghetto or something makes you look ghetto, like that that's harmful. If you like, that's really mm-hmm. and even like sometimes when somebody refers to like a white person as ghetto, I'm like, huh, it, what? Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. oh, it happens. Yeah, it's like, like not... really, you're like, what is ghetto? Yeah, like what is that? Because a, a ghetto, if we're going to be like... I mean, a ghetto is a thing, and I'm like, pretty sure it's an actual word. And the ghetto is any place that's full of, like, I guess you can say... Now, the ghetto... but... Uh, the ghetto is... Um, projects. Yeah, stuff. exactly. It refers projects. to the projects. The projects referring to government housing. Like, I think in the fact that a lot of African-American people... Are in government housing has led to ghetto the projects being associated so firmly with black people. Yeah. Or you have that negative or like the hood where you just like no, there's at least one crack house. Like, <laughs> you know those the, the parts of the city down. That's pink and is it, pink and it's crack house and you're just like and just like you know not to go there. I'm like, what? And like, you, like I remember I was driving with my sister. I'm like, do not turn around. Keep driving. I yeah. know who are fact. I just saw. Yeah, a it's like not even necessarily the people that live there are bad, mm-hmm. but you're just like it's the know. stereotype led to believe that. You yeah, think and then bad. like it makes us scared of it too. Like, yeah, to like it just. Have I been scared. to Fairfield? Yes. Um, I go. My church is in Inslee. It's the it's the equivalent of a desert for what people need. It's where the projects in the hood. Is are are where they are, and it's just like 
so many other places move out of there. Like there's nothing for them to do. And that makes them resort to illegal means. 